Welcome to Conversations with Dr. K on the believer's response to life's toughest issues. Pastor Jerry, how are you doing? Very well, thank you, man of God. Good to see you. Yeah. You know, yesterday, I mean, we had some amazing things. I mean, we looked at some amazing things. We started by looking at the fact that, you know, the name of Jesus is not just something you use in praying to the Father, in making requests or, you know, uh, I mean, petition. There's a use of the name in making petition, as Jesus rightly taught us in John chapter 16, verse 23 and 24. But beyond that, there's a use of the name of Jesus in commanding the supernatural. And this time around, you are not asking God for the permission because he has already put you in place to enforce his will on earth. You just place a demand in the consciousness of the will of God. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So as a believer, you have a right to enforce God's will on earth. You know, as I was preparing for today's session, there were seven things that the Spirit of the Lord brought to my attention. And before I let you lose and, you know, just flow out of your spirit, I just want to highlight those seven things. And I want all our viewers to pay attention to these seven things. I call them seven things every believer must know about the name of Jesus. I'm not teaching it. I'm just going to be reading it. The first thing is, you know, we have life through his name. John chapter 20 and verse 31 talks about, you know, we believe in him and through his name, we have life. And the life that was being referred to in John 20, 31 is a God kind of life, so, which is the highest form of life. So your understanding and revelation of the name of Jesus opens you up to a new level of living. You know, where you don't just live as an ordinary man, you begin to live the supernatural lifestyle because you have access to supernatural life through his name. Secondly, from Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, we can see that as believers, we are baptized into that name, we are immersed into that name. In other words, that name has become a definition because it covers up all. You know, so believers are baptized into the name, Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, verse 38 says it, and Acts chapter 17, verse 5. And something interesting happened in Acts chapter 3, verse 6. Peter made us to realize that the name of Jesus ought to be an asset. You know, the same way somebody will say, I have these shares, you know, I'm expecting this dividend because I've bought these shares. A believer must be able to brag on the fact that he has an asset in the name of Jesus. Peter saying in Acts chapter 3, verse 6, there's silver and gold, we have none. But what we have, we give unto you, we have it. There's an owning of the name of Jesus by revelation that makes you, you know, I have it. I have it. And the same way you say, I have, a, I have this amount of money in the account, you can say, I have the name of Jesus, which is available for me to use in this season, in this age. And fourthly, you know, in Acts chapter 4, verse 30, when, you know, the disciples were praying after they have been trekking to stop preaching the name of Jesus. You know, one of the things that was said in the, in the course of their prayer in Acts chapter 4, verse 30, is that, is that, Father, that you may stretch out your hand to heal, that signs and wonders, talking about supernatural, may be performed through the name of Jesus. So what we call signs and wonders, miracles, supernatural, are literally products of the name. They are products of the name. They are products right. of the name. 
And fifth, the fifth one is the fact that, you know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11, Paul speaking, he said, we are washed, we are sanctified, and justified through his name. You are washed as a believer, you are sanctified as a believer, and you are justified. So literally, you know, what you call a new creation is a product of that name, because the reason why you are washed, the reason why you are sanctified, set apart, and the reason why you have been justified, you have been made right, is because of that name. That name gives you your legal standing as a believer. And, uh, and the sixth thing is the fact that every name, should I say everything, submits to the authority in the name of Jesus. Philippians 2.10, every knee must bow and every tongue confesses. You know, that name is so powerful that when you present it by revelation, you know, you said something very powerful yesterday, which I love so much. There's nothing magical about the name. J-E-S-U-S. It's not magic. It's about revelation. If you don't have a revelation of that name, you know, it's not going to work for you. It's not going to work for you. You must have a revelation. You know, Peter says something which blessed me so much in Acts 3, verse 16. You know, earlier on, you know, when they saw the miracle of the layman who was now walking all over the place, everybody gathered around him, they marveled. And he said, you guys, you don't get it. It's not because of some power that we have or our holiness or godliness that this man has been healed. He said, but this man here is healed because of the name, he said it's through the name, and now emphasize, he said true faith in his name. His name brought this result, but how true faith in his name? And you know, you know, the, the, what I saw something today which you know blessed me so much. I'm still at Acts chapter three verse sixteen. He says, he said the man was, he said, he said true faith in his name has made this man strong. Whom you see and know, yes, the faith which comes through him. In other words, the faith we are talking about, the faith is his name. He comes through his person. Is the revelation of the person of Jesus that produces the faith. So the name, you know, the name is not the magical thing. In fact, you know, when you call, when I, when you call me or you call Pastor Jerry, what you expect is that we respond. The name is about is. Is, is for the invitation of the person. So when you say in the name of Jesus, is an invitation of the person of Jesus. So rather than thinking the name is magical, is the person, the person that is brought on the scene, is the person that carries the power, but you just, you know, the name is the route you take to invite the person. But mm. is the person that delivers the supernatural. So he said, he said, true faith in him, the person. That's how this man got healed. So there's no nothing magical. It's not something mysterious. It's the person of Jesus. But that name is just the route to get to the person who has the power to produce the result. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Last, lastly, before I turn on Pastor Jerry, 1 John chapter 3, verse 23, you know, we are made to realize that Talking about the Father's I mean, commandment to us in the New Testament, he said he summed up in two things, that we should believe in the name of his Son, and secondly, that we should love one another. Is, it not that, is that not powerful? That God is saying, mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm summarizing the New Testament in two commandments. Mm -hmm. Believe. This name, if you can, 
literally have a revelation of what the name represents, the person, the name invites to the same, believe in the name of the son. And secondly, love one another. He said, Stephanie, you are okay? The new, new covenant we work for you, it will, it, will, it will deliver for you maximally because it is built around these two things. You believe in the name and you love, you walk in love. Then everything runs and works for you. So Pastor Jerry, I'm just going to let you lose and let, let, just flow from your heart because I believe there is a generation that needs to be taught, discipled, and, you know, shown how to engage the name of Jesus to obtain supernatural results. Over to you. Man of God, I think you've just um, literally said everything. I mean, it's just important to, to just agree with you basically about, and, and most importantly, like when, you, when we keep talking about it, like we said yesterday about the name of Jesus, not just being letters, but we're talking about identity. We're talking about an acknowledgement of identity. We're simply trying to talk about an acknowledgement of what he has already done that you do not need to do again by the reason of maybe your baritone or maybe by looking at the name of Jesus as a talisman, you know, believing, but with all the various points, in fact, to even any doubter. Now, it has been made very clear um, whether it is faith in the name or whether it is in the name, the capacities that are in the name of Jesus. But the most important thing which um, we, I was trying to close with yesterday or one of the things I was trying to close with yesterday, which I believe that having a realization of this knowledge, it is not enough. It is not enough for someone to say, I, I already know this is who I am. This is not. Now, making what you know. Otherwise, this is going to end up like another information. Oh, they told me about the name of Jesus. And I feel like I'm, I'm where Christ is, is where I am. I'm standing. I have the legal authority to do what Jesus has done because I believe in his name. And now, what we want to see, the essence of this meeting, is because we want to see that at the end of this meeting, you're going to walk out there implementing and finding this thing we have said living in you, demonstrating the power of God through the name of, you know, the disciples said something like, man of God, you quoted when they came to the, um, the, the, the beautiful gate of the temple, and they said to the man, and, you know, silver and gold. Have we not? But what we have, we give unto you. In the name of Jesus, you know, in the name of Jesus, there's something we have. And that portal that unlocks it is in the name of Jesus. There's something we can make happen to you. But then again, it cannot happen until we let you know about the name of Jesus. And let you know about the identity we have. Until we let you know about what we are carrying in the womb of our spirit. In other words, in other words, these guys were simply trying to say because we carry the identity now there's something we have that is going to bring your restoration now because we stand where christ is standing because we bear the identity of christ because like you said we are same account we, we are we are running the same account we are joint account holders with christ it simply means whatsoever that is missing in your life we are the solution Whatsoever that is missing in your life, like now we are seeing you at the lip. We don't know what caused your lameness. We don't know how it happened. We cannot be held responsible for it. But by reason of the identity of Christ, whatsoever that is missing in life is my responsibility. You know, whatsoever that I find, I look left. I see a blind man. I didn't cause the blindness. 
but by the reason, because we should not just see the name of Jesus as one very big advantage that God has. He's also a responsibility because you can carry his identity and fold your arms and look at it because that's what a lot of people are doing. It is not a non-realization. There is a realization, oh, I have this identity. Now go to work. That's what God is saying. If you have this identity, go to work. Don't watch your child complain the next time and say, I'm having a fever. And the next thing you're going to say is, have you taken paracetamol? Don't watch your child, you know, go through and you say, okay, uh, call, call the hospital, call the hospital. We're coming over immediately. No, sir, that's not the idea behind that. What you are going to have to understand is that, oh, she, if they brought the blind man, if they brought, if Jesus, if Jesus had my child as his son and they brought that son to Jesus and they said, your son is running a fever, what will Jesus do? Bring paracetamol? Is that what he's going to do? What will Jesus do? The first thing he's going to do is to call the doctor. Is that what he will do? And so the name of Jesus, beyond it being the advantage of a believer, it is also a responsibility to the believer. And you must understand just the same way the Bible says Jesus was made manifest that he might destroy all the works of the devil. And so I am standing where Christ is standing. So Jerry has been made manifest that I will not spare the devil. I will not spare the devil. If it is of the devil, I will not postpone the visitation time of the Lord. If it is of the devil, I'm not going to say, you know what, that, that this can happen tomorrow. It can happen even right now. And God is saying to someone, look at where you're standing. Don't cry over something you should command out. Don't cry. Don't cry over things. Don't weep over things that you should give a timeline and give the thing and say, oh, Jesus. I mean, looking at Jesus, the Bible says, even while he was yet speaking, while he was yet speaking. And so it's important that we understand that beyond just having this knowledge, this is what it is. Because men of God, trust me, this is the problem I have with believers of nowadays. They have their notes. They have their jotters. They are taking down notes. They are believing. They can go and preach the name of Jesus in their churches or in assemblies tomorrow, and it will be so amazing. Now, I have a problem with that. If you cannot generate results with the name of Jesus, then don't teach it. Now, mm -hmm. if you're going to add to the repertoire of knowledge everywhere that people can say, oh, that was a powerful message. Oh, that was a powerful. We are done with powerful message. We want to see demonstration of the message. We want to see, we want to see sons and daughters rise, like you were saying yesterday, man of God. Now, it goes beyond the fact that God is even showing you that people, to people who are now seeing death situations, they're they, they seeing dead people, their sons are dying, their, their, their daughters die, and they say, no, I have heard that dead people rise back to life. I will not take this death in my house. And they're using the name of Jesus. Pastor Jerry, at this point, did not need to speak a word. They didn't even bother calling him or saying, him an SMS and say, oh, Pastor Jerry, oh, there's a dead person here, and all of that. They trace the dead person back to life, and that is what we are talking about. And so, do not just hear about the name of Jesus, and the, please, the name of Jesus is not for information. 
Please, mm. the name of Jesus is not for knowledge gathering. The Bible says he was made manifest. The reason why he's been made manifest to you. Some of you yesterday said to me, send me a lot of messages and say, Pastor, Pastor, we've never understood the name of Jesus the way we understood it yesterday. And I want to further say to you that please, it is not for you to add it to knowledge. <laughs> I know about the name of Jesus. If I teach you what I know about the name of Jesus, your life will not remain the same again. People of God, it is not about knowledge. It is about demonstration. If what you know cannot shift a situation, I'm afraid to say this to you, you are empty. And, and, and this is what it is. You, you, you just got yourself into another religious Bible school that might not avail any significant thing in your destiny. So all we want you to do now, this guy had an encounter with the name of Jesus. These guys understood what it means. And the next thing they did was they were going. That man was laid daily at a beautiful gate. That guy was always there. But man, someone someone was telling them, we can't have what we have and watch things remain the way they are. Let us put our best. We can't we, we can, we can possibly have what we have. And then we are going back and forth with the doctors. We are going back. And, so all I am even pushing at this time because we have a lot of believers. You know the truth of the matter. The reason why a lot of men of God will become religious with their approach is that number one, the people they are talking to don't even know who they are. So he has to go really down because you're dealing with people who don't even know who they are. We're dealing with people who don't even know what they have got, they have got on the inside. So they go really down to now start, you know, when they see that there's no faith here, there's no knowledge here, there's ignorance here. Okay, let me just go to the very basics and start just, just doing anything I can. And that is why a lot of God's people are vulnerable and they are vulnerable. And so I want every believer right now to understand that the reason for the name of Jesus is so that you don't keep quiet. You see, I have a problem that you don't, you don't have a prayer life. And, and because you, nobody knows the name of Jesus and cannot pray. You, you can't. You can know, because we were saying the name of Jesus is his identity. You can know, and I'm not talking about knowledge, and you cannot experience the name and not pray. You can't, you can't experience the name and not pray, because there's something that it wakes up on the inside of you, and something just rises. And, and this is where the power lies. Let me say it again. A knowledge alone that I have been made one with Jesus cannot shift anything. It is the power that is in the inside of you that you continue to generate. Now, Jesus himself, the owner of the name, the owner of the name, understood that he needed to pray. Jesus, mm -hmm. the owner of the name, knew that he needed to pray. That in the night he would separate himself and go somewhere and pray all through the night till morning. He's the owner of the name of the owner. Now you yourself that is aligning with the name and then you say, Pastor, now I know who I am. I, I, I am like Jesus and, and then you cannot pray. You cannot pray. No, no, no. That's when, that's not the model of the owner of the name. The owner of the name understood that there were unto Kasha. Listen, I can, you see, the, 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 the proof, the proof that you just bought a designer clothes is in the label and the longevity of what you have bought. And so don't tell me, oh, this thing I bought is very original and it ended the way the imitation ended. Now, don't tell me my knowledge is superior. Don't ever tell me that. And man of God, this is very intriguing. 
And I was discussing with a, a man of God, and he said to me, Pastor, how come that those who don't know this truth, you know, are producing evidences and they are not fake? They are not scammed. They don't know. They don't have knowledge the way we have. And then they are producing everything. Pastor, for me, I know. And I'm not producing as much evidence as they are producing and all that. And I asked him a simple question. I said, did you attend the last boardroom held in heaven? Were you at the meeting at the last boardroom in heaven? And then he was looking at me and all that. I said, listen, in the boardroom in heaven, you don't necessarily need to know anything. But you want to come in an atmosphere of glory and all that. And that these guys may not know too much, but they have given themselves over to the place of prayer. And then they come out, you know, but you are not activated. They, they don't know, but they've got everything activated. Now, what happens when you know and yet you are praying and jam the two together? Ah, 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 ah. Nothing can withstand, nothing can withstand because I will be very disappointed with myself if we finish this and I don't have an army of believers saying, you know what, with this information I have, I just need to get more intimate, I just need to, you don't, I mean, when you understand that where you are now, you and Jesus are there together, your life, you have no life, what you're living is his life, and all that, I don't know what else you need to pray, it will just cause you to break out in the, in the Holy Ghost. And the most, you just break out in the Holy Ghost. Somebody who is living the life of Christ, they say you die in a plane crash. How do people manage to believe that kind of nonsense? You know, someone who is living the life of Christ, and they tell you, oh, you know what? You're carrying this one. You're a sickler. You, you cannot be a sickler. It's not possible. It's not, I don't have my life. I'm not living medical reports. I'm living. So this is where God wants to bring you into right now. God wants to bring you into the place where you are shaking your head and you're telling yourself, you know what? I am demonstrating. I belong to a generation. I'm not hearing this just so as to keep it inside of me because we know the truth is that a lot of God's people are suffering from spiritual constipation. There's too much, too much, too much, too much, too much you are eating. Too much you are eating. Right now, there's so much constipation because you are not releasing. You are not releasing that information on top of information. And the truth is that, man of God, when you, the, the book of Philippians, when it begins, uh, 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 Holy Spirit, this is very important that I say this. Now, until, before he got to verse 10, when he began to tell us about that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, you know, of things in heaven and things in he started with telling us, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. In other words, Knowing who you are is one is where, where you'll be. But then again, there has to be a resetting. You have to reset. You know, you know when the Bible says that, you know, you know, set your affection. And if you set it, set your affection, you know, it, it, as easy as knowing that, you know, when, I, I mean, I don't know what it is in America, but in Nigeria, what, what most of us use is, is, is um, what they call is uh, DSTV, you know, and all that. So, and we, we, we set it. We set it. The Bible says, set, set your affection. So I carry my DSTV decoder or whatever it is or my um, remote control and I turn it to CBN. I'm setting CBN. I don't, or I'm in my car and I'm looking at the Cool FM. I'm looking at Beat FM. I'm looking at, and I set it. I set it. And that's what God is saying. You have to set your mind to who you are. Don't set your mind to what you are seeing. Set your mind because you have to. Nobody would. The Bible did not say call somebody to set it for you. He said you have the capacity to set your affection. 
So set your mind, set, set, as we're talking about right now, set, set it, set it. Don't let the devil set it. Don't let situation set it. Another, don't say, Pastor, you know, I really believe I'm supposed to be listening to Cool FM right now. But somebody came and set it to beat FM. You are cheating yourself out of destiny. Whatever you believe, set your mind there. Whatever you are convinced about, set your mind there. Whatever you know God has the capacity to make happen, set your mind there. Because right now, too many things will be trying to drag, drag you out of the channel. The channel where you're... Because that is how you're going to say, you know, I listened to them. I believe I was going to walk in the supernatural. I believe I was going to see evidence and all that. And yet, after the meeting, I, I was still where I am and all of that. No, sir. This is not why we came here. We didn't come to line up. If you've been following this program, you understand that Dr. K and I have been saying from the time we started here, we didn't come to add to the scholarly articles. Uh, we didn't come here to add, turn the church into a library or into a leadership center. That's not what we came here to do. We come so that you can see the reality of your life in Christ. You're going to see it with, 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 with Jesus. And the Bible says that because of the miracles that Jesus did, many people followed him. He didn't need to talk too much when they were atheists. Maybe to convince people when there were too many evidences. And this is what the devil stole from the church. People became comfortable with the feeling as far as they are the and afflictions are going on from the pastor's housing to the deacon's houses. The enemy is coming, making a mess of everything, and they're re-explaining. We're coming from one hospital to another, and then pastors are running, their wives are, are in the hospital taking care of children. And I mean, what kind of life? That is not the life. So I'm going to set my mind to what my reality is. I'm going to set my and I, I really don't care. You know how it is that you can. Uh, someone told me the other day, and, and I, 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 I wanted to listen to something, and someone told me, "Say, Pastor Jerry, I can help you set it." You know, and it was supposed to be a station in London, a station in London, and then he says, "Yes, you can actually listen to them and all that." Yes, it was internet, right? It was internet, but the next thing was that. I could listen to Premier FM London right here from Nigeria because it was set that way. It was set in a way that, so I don't care. I, my environment may not look like what I want to hear, but I am going to set my heart in a way that people around here, you'll be hearing evil people, you'll be hearing people speaking all kinds of things around here, but the thing I am listening to is from London. What I am hearing is from London. The information that, that I'm getting is from, and God is saying to someone under the sound of my voice, the problem is not your identity. The problem is not, not being one in Christ. The problem is that now your mind, your mind is now set on a different place altogether. You know, and this is what God is saying. That's it. That's it. Before he began to tell us that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. He said, let this mind be in you. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. If you're one with him, carry his mind. Now, we are not trying. Now, man of God, then I, 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 I want to say this because I'm going to probably offend people's theology at this point. He did not ask us at this point. No, no, right into the Philippians. He did not ask them to renew their mind. He did not ask them to renew their mind. He was asking them to carry, let the mind of Christ become your mind. I, 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 I mean, it, when, when a mind is renewed, it means it is made new. I'm clearing my mind of the old rubbish and my mind is made new after God and all of that. But he charges them, he says, now at this point, now unpack your mind. 
unpack your mind. Can there be a surgery right now that unpack your mind, carry his mind. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ. I do not want to look at it and say, Lord, it is my mind, but I'm renewing it. Mm-mm. He says, no, I don't want your mind that you're renewing. I want Christ's mind that he builds us. Because if it is your mind, uh, uh, oh my God, I mean, if it is your mind, you have need all the time. So, oh, I, I'm trying to renew my. But when you understand this, I I have the mind of Christ. I I have the mind of Christ. I think like Christ. I I go somebody and the truth is that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Some people believe, you know, my mind can never. I need to always plead the blood of my mind. I need to always uh, approach some things from my mind, from my mind to be, I, from my mind to be not. And another person is saying, I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. So if the mind of Christ, the sheep, and every process that went through his mind is going through my mind. Whatsoever that is happening where Christ is, Shobali Karaba, is happening in my mind right now. Koradi in Tokasha. He's speaking with the Father, and the Father is speaking to him. What is Christ? What is going on in his mind is happening in my mind right now. And so this is why they don't understand our results. Because it is out of the abundance of the mind or heart as it, as it is, the mind speaketh. So when there is an abundance of the Christ mind in me, that's why we say the things we say and they cannot be ordinary. And they say, ah, why, why you said it and it worked. No, I didn't say it from my mind. I said it from the mind of Christ. Because this is where the name of Jesus becomes, becomes valid. Because you know what? A mind that does not retain, that, that is not able to retain the power and the glory of God. It's a mind that is going to speak a word and it will sound like you are just reciting an old wise fable. People, what will make a difference is not what we know. It's not just what we know, but the knowledge taken to another level, which is called experience. And you cannot experience if there's no application. So what we are saying right now with everything that you know, I've gotten this, I've gotten this, I've gotten this. Stay there. Enforce it. Begin with what they say. You have to do something tonight. Look at one negative situation around you. You have to, you have to use this thing. You have to use it tonight. Say, be you have been made one with Christ. Say, be you are now one. Say, say, say now you must show, you must, because that's the only way testimonies can come back. That's the only way testimonies can come back. Don't be afraid of anything. Don't say, I'm too small for it, Pastor. What I have here in my house is a case of cancer. What I have around me is a case of a lame person or a blind person. Do not be afraid. Go. Go for the blind. Go for the lame. Go for what you have. But tonight you must do something. Call somebody on the phone. Speak a word and give it a timeline. As he is so am I on earth. Give it a timeline. Yours is to speak. Don't for, forget about forget about what it is and 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 and, and if it is a shadow and, and I want someone to realize that that is the power. And listen, you know, the disciples of Jesus, man of God, you know, you know, you know, went out and and they came back, you know, and and, and they were they were telling Jesus, and he said, ah, is that, we, we discovered something as we went to pray. Some people were actually, you know, also healing and casting out devils in your name, and they don't even belong. They don't even belong here. They were just healing people in your name. And, and they are not even part of our fold. And Jesus did not have a problem with that. Now, the truth is that for them, as far as Jesus was concerned, it's going to be a one-off. 
But for you people, it is not going to be a one-off. It is something that's going to be. So we are tired of one-off testimonies. We are tired of one-off encounters, one-off miracles. People are going to tell you, you know, three years ago, and I remember when the Lord, I don't know, no, no, we know that happened three years ago. We are aware. We are aware. And we have said that before. We want to know what did he do last week. We want to know what is he doing right now. And because where you are with Christ is where you wear when it happens. So right now, what is he doing in your life? So, and, and, and God needs a lot of God's people right now to understand that this is a season of reject. And so the, you, 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 literally, you literally can get tired of praying right now. You literally can get tired of praying right now because you can't, it's like somebody being told right now, um, and, uh, you, you have such a, a gift that is an apostle, you know, and you're carrying it and they say, just unwrap it, unwrap it, unwrap it. This, you, you're carrying an identity that is bigger than you, but then again, unwrap it. It can only be unwrapped in the place of prayer. Like I said, he's the owner of the maze, understood the power of prayers every night. We that are aligning with the name, we that same way you say you cannot pray because when situation comes and you stand up and say, hey, 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 ha, ha, I know, I, I know my identity, I know my identity, and all. And if they slap you, if demons slap you, you will not even recognize where you are. So this is me trying to tell you, go back and seek in the atmosphere. And you're going to see everything. Yeah. You know, Pastor Jerry, you touch on some very, very powerful things. And, you know, for the sake of emphasis, I'm going to repeat some of those things. You know, in that chapter three, the Bible says Peter and John, they were going into the temple at the hour of prayer. Yes, I mean, they have a lifestyle of prayer. At 3 p.m. in the afternoon, there was a lifestyle. Can you see intensity and intentionality? Uh -huh. They were and they were mm. intentional. Now that that was why he had so much audacity. You know, they were they had not entered the temple, but they were already in the prayer mode. They, mm. they, they saw the prayer was on their mind. They uh -huh. saw somebody by the beautiful gate, and mm. what was running on their mind was the name of Jesus. We've got the name of Jesus and we can, we can fix your situation. Now, there was oh. a lifestyle of prayer. You know, Ephesians yes, 3, verse 20 says, Now unto him that is able to do extremely abundantly, more than you can ask or think, according to the power that works, not dormant. Uh, that works. Uh, in you. Uh, Every uh, believer has the potential. Uh, but yes, do you have the kinetic of that, of that power? You know, I remember, I remember in physics, we were told there are two kinds of energy. There's a potential energy and there's a kinetic energy. Potential energy speaks of the energy that you are capable of. Mm. But the kinetic one speaks of the energy which is already emotion. It's the one emotion that gets mm. the job done. And mm. there's a ton of power that yes, when you commit yourself to it, it's not just going to be verbalizing that name. There is power. There's a, there will be an emission of power. When you say yes, in the name of Jesus, power that is emotion emits. Yes, sir. 
something happened. You know, we, we had we had we had an event in church here in Chicago last Sunday, and you know, uh, it was an outdoor event in the parking lot. You know, people, you know, it was a, a praise jam, and you know, mm. by the time I got to the church location, every place was cloudy, and you know, people were like talking. I mean, groups. Oh, I hope it's not going to rain. And I had one of the people saying it, and I looked at them, and said, "No, it's not going to rain." Say it cannot rain. Say uh -huh. the cloud you see here is to help us have a nice weather, so that it will be so. Uh -huh. I said, "What you have seen is not rain." I said, "If Joshua, under an inferior covenant, spoke to and nature cooperated with him, I said, how uh -huh. will you stop this event?" I said, "Watch, uh -huh. when we have this event, there will not be a drop of rain. In fact, we will have the best weather." And ladies and gentlemen, exactly as it was said, it was delivered. And I heard the Lord saying, nature was designed to cooperate with you, not to fight with your destiny. That's right. That's right. A consciousness of who you are by revelation and a commitment to a lifestyle that generates power. So that you can emit power. Every time you speak, there will be an emission. Emission. The power is there when you say in the it's an invitation. You you invite the person and the power of Jesus into a situation, and things will change. There's nothing yeah. you're dealing with that that name does not carry power. It carry it packs power. It loves power to turn it. Do you know what it meant when Jesus rose up from the dead and said, "All power in heaven and on earth to me." So when you say in the name of Jesus, you are you are you are harnessing all power, no limit, no limit, no limit, no limit. It is sutabaya, and you 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 say something about the mind, having the mind. There, there is a mind. There is a you know the word mindset. Simply speak of the setting of the mind. There is That's a right. setting of your mind that makes that power enough of religion jesus okay. is not just he's not just somebody we talk about in our church services jesus is alive he said when christ who is our life is our life the news media is stand up for premier league i think i love soccer but listen if if you have more information about soccer more than, more than jesus there's a problem there is a problem there is a problem this thing I'm going to go over those words again. We must be intentional and we have to be intense. He says, in the last days, perilous times shall come. And we're in perilous times. The Amplified says, times of great strength. Very difficult to deal with. And that's why oh. you have to be strategic. You have to be intentional. You have to be deliberate. You have to be a fanatic. The supernatural is for the fanatics. If you are not fanatical, Peter was fanatical. James was fanatical. If All these new generation Christianity, whatever you call it, VI Christianity, Koyi Christianity, stop that nonsense. I live in America. If there's the greatest problem of of the supernatural, where 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 America is concerned, is the mind is too is too active to the natural and is so inactive to the supernatural. You know, we have to be deliberate. There are certain there are certain pages you go to that you have to stop going to them if you want to work in this thing. This thing is real. God is still in the business of raising the dead. Of I mean, have demons. 
flee from people, I mean, opening blind eyes, but there must be some level of intentionality in your approach. Look at the intentionality of Peter and John. They were going to pray at the hour of prayer. Three mm. and mm. afternoon. Mm. Mm. They were already mm. in the of prayer. That was why it was so easy to turn that power on. You know, so many destinies have been compromised that God wanted to help simply because of their irresponsible lifestyle. They mm. too many irresponsible, lazy Christians who are not committed to the things of God, who are not commit, committed to setting their mind after Christ, who are not committed mm. to generating power. You know, I love what you say. If Jesus, the owner of the name, we pray all night. Look at what yeah. he said in chapter 6. He was about to appoint the apostles that were going to work with him in his mission. And the Bible says he prayed all night. Then he woke up in, then in the morning. He called the 12 unto himself. And you, yeah. are, making, you are making appointment by head. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So many companies have been ruled because the wrong person was hired. Jesus mm. ensured that those people that he, had, that he called unto himself to work with him were people assigned with his destiny. Yeah. Even, yeah. Look at what he did towards the end of his life. He went to pray. He, he was going to die, but he prayed it. He was being baptized, and he, as he was being lowered into the water, he was praying. Yes, sir. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so, mm. so there is a lifestyle of prayer which we have to embrace. So, because there's a way you can isolate the information of the name of Jesus. Oh, yeah. Uh, if I can uh, understand the information, uh, the agency of the name of Jesus. and uh, No, all of them are inter intertwined together. They're, they work together. There must be a generation of the power within. There must be an understanding of what the name can do. There must be a deliberate, you know, cultivation of a lifestyle that mm. makes the supernatural leave all the time. You know, there are certain conversations that the moment they started, just take it, just take a walk. Just take yes. a walk. There are some ministers' friends that you have to stop talking to right now. Because if you continue talking to them, they will water down the supernatural and you they will just say yours is too much. I know Pastor Jerry knows no 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 I'm talking about yours is too much. It's too much. It's not that. You know we have to be practical. What is your definition of practicality? Uh, <laughs> You know, let Asomra says something that, I mean, uh, my friend uh, Robert Leiden made mention of it, of how Lester Asomra, the very first time he went to Abiz Megutswa's house, he held a newspaper in his hand. And when Megutswa saw that material, he said, what are you doing with this? Get out, get out. He said, you don't bring that kind of material into this house. Now, you might say that's an extreme, but listen, he had extreme results. Mm. He, said, he said, the newspaper you are bringing into my house, he said, this is a material that we don't consume in this house. So take it out. If you are going to come to this house, he said, come, come into the house without those new paper, newspaper in your hand. Said, I've never seen anybody that works in the supernatural consistently. I'm not talking about people that once in a while, Christmas miracle. I'm not talking about Christmas miracle. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about a lifestyle. I've never seen anyone that has such lifestyle of the miraculous and the supernatural without, I mean, um, without having some intentionality about their lives in terms of what they feed on, 
what they focus on, the people they befriend, the kind of conversation they engage in, you know, their commitment to prayer, their commitment to fellowship with the, with the, with the person of the Holy Spirit, with the person of the Holy Spirit. Because all these things, they are intertwined. You know, Acts chapter 3, verse 16, was talking about faith in the name of Jesus. And the next thing, he said, faith that is. In other words, faith in the name of Jesus was because of the faith, of the, the knowledge of his person. They knew him. They had That's fellowship right. with him. That's how that faith in his name came. So the name of Jesus is not separated from the person of Jesus. And you work in collaboration with the power of the Holy Ghost that you generate in the place of prayer, in the right. place of prayer. And we're not just talking about all oh, this give me, give me prayer. I want to mm-hmm. new car. I, I want to marry. Mm-hmm. No, I want to break through. Beyond that, we're talking about fellowship. There's a depth of prayer that when you touch it, mm-hmm. for example, this morning I was praying. I was praying this morning and the Lord took me back to uh, uh, Exodus uh, chapter, is it chapter three now, when the Lord told Moses that I know that even with a mighty hand, Pharaoh will not let you go. So mm-hmm. what I'm going to do, I'm going to stretch out my hand and strike. And right there, the Lord spoke to me. He said, do you know, you will not enter into some rain until judgment is released. You will never talk until judgment is released. There was no way Israel was going to move into their promise until judgment is released. So God was not just trying to be wicked. He he had to use that too. He had to release judgment. Then he now backed it up with favor. He said, I will give you favor. But before we even start talking about favor to load you, he said, first of all, let me stretch out and release judgment, which is a side of me. I don't know what I'm doing. Execution of judgment of Jehovah. I had an encounter about two years ago. There was something going on. And the Lord told me, He said, You know, if you don't do anything about it, I won't do anything about it. Mm. I said, Really? He said, Yes. He said, Jesus had to cause that victory. He said, If he Mm. had not said, No one eat of you. He said, Nothing will. He said, That victory will remain. He said, There are victories in your life that until you open your mouth and cause it, it will remain the same. So there's a time to execute the judgment of the Lord over situations. Yes. Yes. Like, yeah. There are certain dimensions you will not enter until judgment is in place. Yes. Yes. There was yes. no way Esther was going to walk into that palace and become the queen if Vashti will not be moved out. Some of you, your next level, it will involve some judgment. Some people might need to leave your city for your ministry to go to another level. <laughs> there are so many theories that people are you know, running around with, but we're talking about the practicality of the supernatural. The name of Jesus is real, but there's nothing magical about it. It's not just in the verbalization of the He's in the revelation of his expression. He's in the revelation of your identity in him. He's in the revelation of your oneness with him. He's in the revelation of you knowing, let this mind be in me that was in Christ in Jesus. He's in the revelation of a strong prayer life, a deliberate, yeah. intentional lifestyle, yeah. that commands the supernatural. Men of God, men of God, I thought you were really very profound. And and, and and I just want to talk about the place of the execution of judgment. You know that there, there are people who believe that um who believe that um everybody um I mean once we are under grace, uh, 
There is no reason for the judgment of God to come on any situation, not on anyone. And I have this to tell them. So the last time we're on NSPPD, and, and I remember a testimony that came in, and um, the Spirit of God actually said to me, it was a word of knowledge, but it became a testimony the last time we we're on. And God spoke about a particular family, that there's someone who quarreled with their mother, right? Mm -hmm. And he said that none of the woman's children will ever be pregnant, the daughter's. So they were all married, three of them married, three sisters married, none, none conceived. So I was deliberate that day to release judgment. Man of God, you know, the truth is that when you sell your soul to the devil and you start, it's like we say, I stand where Jesus is standing. I have the legal right of where Jesus is. Everything he is, that's what I am. If you have decided to stand where devil is standing, you decide to stand and say, as far as I'm alive, none of these girls will ever carry their own children. I know how to handle you. And I really handled that woman. But the interesting thing is that as the testimony came in, the young woman said, two of us are pregnant. Hmm. Her own after five years. The other one was after eight years. Now, pregnant man of God. After and, and a wicked somebody stood somewhere and said, no, while I'm alive, because I had a quarrel with your mother. If you had a quarrel with your mother, how does it affect the children? How should they be there? So, and, and, and I really think, like you said, there are realms that someone listening to us will not get into until God decides to throw up, scatter things. God is a scatterer as much as he's a gatherer. You know, God will just cause confusion somewhere, release judgment somewhere, and all that. Cause some one person to go mad. If they will recover, I don't know. Just the same way Nebuchadnezzar went into the bush and ate some grass and came out. It was only the point Nebuchadnezzar ate grass. I said there is none like God and all that. There are individuals, human beings that need to eat grass. When they eat grass and come out, they can just really say there is nobody like God. Because they sit in offices, they sit on promotions, they are asking, you pray for them, you beg them, you ask them, sir, please let me, just give me access, let me just move over. They can sign what they, they have contract, and each time they see your paper, they shred it, they put it in the shredder. As far as they are concerned, you're not going anywhere. You see, the problem is that when you understand who you are, you know that for people like us, we don't, I mean, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Who says a thing and they come to pass when the Lord has not commanded it? The Bible says, I will overturn and overturn. There is nothing that is overturned that stays in the place where he said, when God says, I will overturn, that means just if he's going to overturn right now, if you are sitting on the throne and God is over, going to overturn, he will push the seat and then you will come. It's not me that said it. It's what the Bible says. I will overturn. That means some people whose head were up are going to go down. And he said, I will overturn. That is, I will make you like small children that are rolling tire. You know, the way they roll tire, those days when we were uh, children were younger and they came, God said, I will roll you like fire, roll you like wheel. I will overturn and overturn until I will give it to whom right it is. So there are things that God, some people God needs to overturn sense into their head. So I so, so understand and believe in the place of, but most importantly, like you said, man of God, everybody under the sound of a voice must realize that if you heard about the name of Jesus right now, it's a wake up call to prayer. 
is a wake up call to prayer. And as you trying to say, Lord, you know what? I understand the reality and the power, the dominion, the rank, the authority that is in this name. I will maximize it to the fullest. You know, that's the reason why when people started teaching about new creation, you know, realities and all that, and people who, who didn't believe in the new creation realities were laughing at them. They said, when you finish all this teaching you are teaching now, when you finish all this teaching, please let the blind see. When you finish all this teaching, let the lame walk. When you finish all this, and of course, people, as far as human beings are concerned, those things are not their problem. I want my problem to go. So let, let me believe. So there is nothing like knowing the word, knowing who a believer is right now, and then having the demonstration. Trust me, people will listen to what you're saying. But if you're in that place and you say, eh, don't worry, they do, these people, they don't know what they are doing. All these churches are teaching nonsense and all of that. They are teaching nonsense, but they are producing supernatural results. Receive sense. <laughs> so give brain is given, sense is expected. Receive sense so that you will understand that I just do not need to carry information that is right. I need to go and activate it by prayer. I need to wow. make it believable. I need to make what I know believable so that, and the church is a man of God. There's something you said, which I, I, I just want to, you know, every believer has been called to a life of a wholesale distributor. You are like a warehouse. Every believer is a distributor. Now, you are not a retailer. You are not a retailer. You are not retailing divine deposits. To, you, are not, you, are not, you are not retailing it to consumers. You are a warehouse of the deposits, right? You are a warehouse. And you must understand that if you are going to be a major distributor, you cannot have a shop. You will have a warehouse. You will not have a shop. You will have a warehouse where all those deposits, you know, that are believers who want to live the life of a distributor with a shop. Please, heaven releases. We will not find space to release those things. Your heart is not large enough to accommodate. Your prayer life is not big enough to accommodate heaven's releases. Man of God, there are times in the place of prayer, many things happen that my head literally, all I just shout, I'm just, hey, 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 because there are too many things God is throwing up in your spirit. There are days, as in, you, you know, when the Bible says we pray with groaning, you know, the spirit prays through us. With, I'm not sure a lot of people understand what that means, but there's a form and a dimension of prayer you enter into as in years will be revealed. I mean, things will be, I mean, the next, oh God, too many things will be, nobody can assess that realm with a shop mentality and a retailer mentality when you are supposed to be a warehouse distributor. You're supposed to distribute. So every believer here, understand that you think this kind of miracle where you're, I am receiving, I'm just, I want to receive for headache, I want to receive for this, is meant for the multitude. It's meant for the multitude. Let the multitude come. Let them receive those products. But if you want to be a warehouse, if you want to be a warehouse, a shando man of God, do you know what? When you are, I love this, when you are the warehouse, you don't have to open it every day. But you have things in there that those who run their shops every day, when they run out, those who are in the lab, when they run out, they come back to you. Because they know that you sell in wholesale. You sell wholesale. Like you can give them one carton, and in that one carton, plenty of things are there. Go and sell from be a retailer. Please don't be a believer 
with a mandate of a warehouse, but yet you're operating with a lock of shop. So you need to understand that that warehouse that you are capacity and took out, don't mock heaven's deposit with the room you have made for it. This is so powerful. This is so powerful. You know, before we round off, you know, this judgment thing, I don't even know how we got there, but this is so powerful. You know, talking about, I mean, by the way, for people that think, oh, because of my understanding of grace, I don't believe in judgment. I don't know where that came from. By the way, it was in the New Testament, under the covenant of grace, that Ananias and Sapphira were judged and they died. It was in the New Testament that Aaron, who will not give glory to God, got slapped by an angel. Had slapped. It was in the New Testament, Acts chapter 13, that uh -huh. Aaron has the sorcerer. <laughs> uh -huh. became blind. It's in the New Testament. That Paul mm. delivered somebody to Satan. <laughs> it's in the New Testament. It's in the New <laughs> Testament. That Paul mm. said, someone has done him much evil. May the Lord mm. save him. Uh -huh. So there is, a, is a, there is a dimension of judgment which is not by the flesh, but by the spirit. That is literally anointed as an executioner. That's what I'm talking Is that an anointing will come upon you in that moment to execute the judgment of God? That's right. That's and right. Are, in fact, as I'm speaking right now, there are people that are going through stuff in their families, in their homes, that right now you just need to speak the judgment of God on that situation. And God uh. said there are certain things that will not open up until judgment is executed. If that yeah. judgment has been executed, then the favor will follow. You know, Exodus 3, he says it all. He said, I will strike, stretch out my hand and strike Egypt. Then you will not live empty handed because mm. you will have much favor. So before mm. the favor even showed up, the judgment had to be released. Yes. So in the, there are times that judgment is needed before the next dimension is released. Pastor, Pastor Jerry, this is so, so, so rich. This is so, so amazing. It's and I have the blessing, man of God. You know, the thing is that in me, they know me already. This Pastor Jerry doesn't used to laugh. He doesn't used to smile. You know, man of God, you know, the, and I need to put it down here. And I, I usually would tell people, and I say to them, you know what? Your encounters with God is your own personal piece of uh, whatever. Leave me the way I am. You see, the thing is that They've not seen wickedness. You see, all these people, they've not seen, or they are ignorant of even the wickedness happening around them. So they've not learned how to, man of God, I have, oh God, oh God, I have seen literal, I do ministry with compassion. I do ministry with my heart. So there are situations I see and I just, I just feel like saying to God, Lord, you what? let me die instead of these people to continue like this. Lord, I can't face it. I can't. Why should this happen? Man of God, wickedness upon wickedness. Heaps of wickedness here and there and all of that. If it, okay, you can imagine. On, on Friday, I, I, God gave me a word and during, the, um, during NSPPD and said, there's somebody who was watching us. You went to a wrong house, a wrong place to do something against someone, right? And then what you did against the person is now happening to you. What you said 
should happen to the person. It's not happening to you. And then my, my guys, you know, when we were having a meeting, they were like, oh, Pastor, look at the people who said they are the ones, you know, people actually said they are. So for one second, I say, so, you know, like you, not like you didn't believe God. So, but it's just the reality just don't. So, so people are still moving around, going to some places, calling bad things to happen to others. Then for such people, when we pray for them, we say, God, bless them so that what they are doing, they will continue to do it and all of that. No, as much as it's not when you, anybody that disagrees with you, you, you send judgment. Anybody that uh, uh, does it, you send judgment. Anybody that does not like you, you send judgment. No, 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 those are not. But anybody that has decided to sell their soul to the devil, you sell your soul, you become a strong man. We will write you childless. We will, we will make sure that we make you understand like the fig tree you're going to draw. Man of God, one in one of our services here, a woman was testifying, heartbreaking story. How the two children, two children, you know, in a program we call Mother's United, two children went mad at the same time. Burnt her mm. certificate, burnt her clothes, burnt. And when the Lord gave me that word, while we're having the women conference, and the Spirit of God gave me that word, and, and the Lord showed me where the, where the person sat and made the proclamation. And I saw it literally, and I, 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 I oh God, but by the time, let me call the entire long story short. The woman who spoke that word eventually was the co-wife of the of the of them cut the entire long story short the children became well and the woman went mad mm. the children they became well and, and then you sit back and say when you see such wickedness all you need to do is to say to them god bless you god uh, be with you god uh, let man of god listen let me even tell i'm a pastor with compassion try it around my members you can try with anybody else. Because I know, I'm sure the devil and the demons have given up on me a long time ago. But come and try it around my anybody. Is, is there not a bomb in Gilead? It's not the same. Is it where shall we be different from other people of the earth? And so people just use this thing to tolerate wickedness. People are dying. We are going to from man of God. You know the thing about wickedness. If you let them try, these people are going to be born again, and they're going to ask God for forgiveness. And God is going to forgive them. And then they are going to belong to And they're going to be active in the body of Christ. Fulfilling. Then two people may have died in one family somewhere. And then these guys have now remembered to be born again. After this wickedness happened. Before you get born again. Everything that you have packaged to do wrong to another person. And all of that. For no reason. And under, like you said, under the Holy Spirit. It's not everything that is judgment. It's not everything. There are things you break the stronghold of the enemy and just let it, you know, just there are things you address issues and all of that. But there are, when people, my God, I know we can people know. I know we can people. People that, people will tell you, oh, pastor, I just came back home. That they're saying to me, so you went to pray. You went to pray. So you went to meet that pastor to pray. Let me tell you by tomorrow. Let me tell you one man shared with me, man of God, my member, a member of my church, and he shared with me and about the wickedness of his father, you know. And then he said his father, that he brought a pastor before he came to our church, that he brought a pastor to pray, you know, in, in his house. Another. And the father told him that, oh, he had the audacity to bring in a pastor to pray here, that he will see what will happen. The pastor left there and, and was traveling, but the pastor died in an accident. Wow. Man of God, I'm telling my man, the pastor died. He might even be watching this live stream. The pastor died in an accident because of what his father said. 
Then another thing happened. He wanted to talk. The father reminded him, Shedi, he remembered how the, that man, that pastor died, that he should be careful. How do you pride yourself? Why do the hidden rage and the people imagine vain things? When we see this kind of man again, we'll tell him, the Lord is with you. The Lord will forgive. The Lord will, you shall be forgiven by the Lord, maybe on your sick bed, if you remember to ask him for forgiveness. You shall be forgiven by the Lord if he gives you one more minute to live. I'm going to I'm I'm slap down on you. I will rain because you don't do that. You have the audacity to talk about how you killed a man of God and using it to threaten your son. You should be careful because there's nothing you want to do that you cannot do. Such people will, will tell them, God bless you. God be with you. I don't have that type of calling. I, when I have my prophetic office, when the time to apostle judgment comes, I step into my prophetic mantle and I speak as he commands me to speak. Because the truth is that if you let these people, I don't know, and you know how it is that people in America are beginning to understand that, you know, evil has bothered Plano. It's no longer, you know, before they used to say, it is only people in West Africa, they know how to believe uh, this thing and all that. Right now, all kinds of things are happening everywhere. So I just wanted to let, lend my voice to, you know, what you were saying. And, and, and I really thought it was profound. Thank you for bringing this dimension, man of God, of judgment. It's so profound. Wow. This is so powerful. Thank you so much. God bless you. Amen. We are sure you enjoy this podcast. You can also join Dr. K on Instagram at Dr. K Live every weekday at 7 a.m. CST.